welcome to the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast with co-founders and hosts, Tracy Callahan and Deborah Doak. Each week, we tackle another tough topic to help professional divorce coaches maximize client impact and cultivate thriving practices. We also want to spread the word about the expertise and value that certified divorce coaches bring to the table. At DCA, we are committed to ongoing learning and we value generosity among divorce coaching professionals. We believe that when one succeeds, we all succeed. Welcome back to Divorce Coaches Academy's podcast. I am super excited as we are featuring our first divorce coach spotlight uh, ever of our since we have begun the podcast. And I'm really, really excited to introduce our first professional practicing divorce coach who's uh, volunteered to come in and join us on this podcast, uh, Andrea Hips. So Andrea, I'm just going to share a little bit about you and then anything I miss, please feel free to jump in because it's a beautiful, wonderful bio. Uh, Andrea is a social worker, a licensed bachelor social worker and a certified divorce coach, CDC certified divorce coach and author who helps Oh, an author who helps parents all along the divorce continuum resolve their divorce debris and create beautiful to address families for their kids. She's the author of the internationally best-selling book, The Best Worst Time of Your Life, Four Practices to Get You Through the Pain of Divorce, which outlines the four practices you need to create wholeness and healing for you and your kids before, during, and after divorce. She is also a regular contributor to our nation's divorce recovery conversation. She's been featured on NBC, ABC, Fox, and the CW discussing how we can do divorce better for the sake of ourselves and our families. Pretty awesome, Andrea. And I also want to add, she did a wonderful course with Divorce Coaches Academy on uh, really media outreach and how to to brand yourself in um, the field of divorce coaching. So I want to welcome you, Andrea. Thanks so much for taking the time here. Thank you very much for having me. I have, as you know, a huge crush on you and on the Divorce Coaches Academy and on the work that you guys do to make this field so meaningful and so stable. So thank you for letting me participate. Thanks. 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 Well, we love having you um, and love having you in the field. Um, so I want to just sort of kick it off. You know, one of the things that we're always intrigued by is what people who are practicing are most passionate about what you do. And I know you spend a lot of time, your book is really about supporting kids, right? Families with children and the divorce process. Would you say that's what you're most passionate about or passionate about divorce in general? You know, I think about um, divorce coaching as sort of having two tracks, one being logistical and one being emotional. And mm-hmm. I think divorce coaches tend to Um, have to be concerned with what percentage of their practice is going to lean into each of those directions. And Mm -hmm. I would say as a coach, I probably lean 80% in the emotional and 20% in the logistical. And part of that is knowing you're going to get a divorce. There are lots of steps that are going to be taken. There are lots of twists twists and turns to the path. You'll get divorced. Who you will be at the end of that is a is of deep concern to me. And I'm really passionate about people finding health and wholeness at the end of it. 
Yeah. Wonderful. Um, I think that, would you say that part of the emotional sort of pathway, as you say, you know, sort of focusing on that really stems from your work and training as a social worker? I would say it's part social work. It's part my deep need for connection in the world to people and that divorce threatens that, right? It threatens obviously our connection to our partner, but it really threatens our sense of connection to ourself. And so how do we go through this process really working on the only thing that is on our plate to work on, which is us, which is learning some of the stuff we probably needed to learn long before we were getting a divorce and really starting to um, (laughs) embrace divorce as the portal into the space we probably always wanted to be in, but never knew existed for us. Yeah, I, I'm a, a true believer in conflict is an opportunity, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So when often we are um, presented with something that is difficult and challenging, it's really an opportunity to sort of see things in a different way that perhaps we always were meant to be or just didn't have the opportunity to do so. So yes. I think that's what I'm hearing you sort of say, right, that the mm-hmm. work that people are doing in their divorce process, when they're doing it well, when they're doing supported, um, that they have an opportunity to really expand their lives as a whole. Yeah. And I've noticed recently in in a group that I did for divorce, um, that the women in the group were sort of reflecting on how they were becoming the thing that they always wanted to become. They were reconnecting with activities and passions that they'd let die during marriage. And it sort of casts this very interesting question in front of all of us, which is why does it take divorce to become that person? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. What have we, what have we done to marriage that we have to have divorce in order to connect with that part of ourselves? Right. And so maybe it's divorce, maybe it's the loss of a child who knows what, you know, malady will come to you. But pain is usually the invitation to the next opening of your life. And just like you, I wish it were something different. I wish it wasn't conflict. I wish it wasn't divorce. I wish it wasn't pain. But when it's there, it's often calling to us in a way that says, if you want to come over here, I have something for you, but you're going to have to give up your story. In fact, probably have to burn it in order to embrace this new one. Mm, Yes. Burning your story, not getting costs caught in the divorce story, right? Yeah. yeah this is, you know, a, a definition of life rather than a process. Yeah. And, and divorce is a vehicle and, and divorce coaches and the work that you do plays such a significant uh, role in supporting uh, individuals along the process. How, how did your book fall into all of this and your work as a divorce coach? And were you practicing as a divorce coach and then wrote your book? Was it a passion project prior to entering the field of divorce coaching? Sure. Well, you know, I went through my own divorce over a decade ago and I started collecting people next to me who were intrigued with the results I was getting which was that I was able to spend comfortable time with my former partner. I was able to speak not only not cruelly about him, but positively about him. And there was some intrigue around that. And so I started collecting people around me who were interested in that. And and the voice kept getting louder. You should go into coaching. You should go into coaching. But I was acutely aware that I had not resolved my own divorce debris and therefore didn't feel released into that space yet, right? Because my conviction is you can only lead people as far as you've grown. So I waited and I waited. And I thought in the meantime, while I'm waiting to become a coach, I'm going to write the book. Because the book was always intended to help me figure out me. Mm. 
so that I could have a sense for what just happened. And each time I would start writing it, I realized, oh gosh, there's another chapter of me that I hadn't quite resolved yet. And so the book just kept getting pushed out and pushed out and pushed out. And then when I ultimately, um, during, you know, the, the early part of, uh, the coronavirus entered into the coaching program, everything started to come very quickly after that, because the time had been, had been useful to me in the waiting. The chapters got written very quickly at that point. It wasn't, it was waiting to come forth. So it kind of all happened at once, to be honest with you. Wow. Wow. So it was both a healing process for you, a discovery process and led you down a path of really kind of focusing on the divorce journey for others and you. Yeah. And and I needed to test those ideas, right? We we all have a story. We all learn something from our divorce. You can't leave divorce without having learned something. What you learned might just have been for you and that's okay. It's a valid, beautiful, wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. What we as coaches have to discern is, was this a lesson for me or does this have traction in, in the lives of more than me? And so the book was really, I would write and then I would test on clients and then I would write and then I would test. And, and I wanted to always make sure that what I was writing wasn't just believable because it was something I lived through, but it was believable because other people could also replicate that and get similar results. Yeah. Yeah. I know one of the things that you and I have spoken about, and we, we talk a lot about it in terms of the continued professional development and recognition of the field of the professional practice of divorce coaching is that it's extremely important that those enter who are entering the field to become certified divorce coaches or professional practicing divorce coaches have sort of really kind of address some of those issues that you're talking about, or as you say, clear out the debris of, you know, the baggage or the the wreckage along the way through their divorce process. Yeah, we can, we, you know, like I said, we can only lead people as far as we've grown. I can't teach you something that I haven't personally mastered. And of course we teach what we have to learn. I'm always on the growing edge of my own growth, but part of what I felt had to wait for many years was for my heart to catch up to my passion, for my wisdom to catch up to my passion and for my usefulness to catch up to my passion. Passion alone wasn't really enough to spin the wheels into motion in a way that would have been useful to others. might've been useful to me. It might've made me feel good, but, and, and part of my social work background is always sort of outcomes oriented. How do we make sure that we're not just anecdotally resolving problems, but that we're mm-hmm. able to sort of clinically document their usefulness across a crowd. Right. And so part of that um, impulse in us to do good, right. As coaches, we're motivated to help humanity. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful thing. And we need to check it and we need to test it and we need to make sure that's there because it's a big part of the engine, but it's not the whole train of what it takes to become a coach. Yeah. And, and one of the things, you know, I, I was just collaborating with Deborah, who my partner in crime, who's not here uh, today. I got the honor of speaking with you, Andrea, um, on my own, was that the uh, the ability of the divorce coach to be neutral to the outcome. And I think that it also kind of echoes what you're saying in terms of when, when we have that baggage without that growth, without that insight, without that discovery, without that healing, and individuals are coming into the practice, they have that passion. Yes, they had a bad experience in their divorce, or maybe they had a good experience in their divorce, and they want to share that with others. 
what is really important when we look at the actual development of the field, the professional practice of divorce coaching, it's extremely important as coaches, not consultants, not advocates as divorce coaches, that part of that growth process has to be, although this might have been your experience, experience, or although you might believe that you hold the answers for your clients, that we truly have to become neutral to the outcome. If we reality test it and and our clients have all the information they need and they go forth and make that decision, that was their decision. And as divorce coaches, again, without bringing that baggage, that debris, staying neutral to the process, we're best able to support our clients on their journey, not ours. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. But we're not creating little mini-me's. And a huge part of that is, I I feel like what you were leaning into is one one of the key components of coaching is curiosity. It is that I don't know. Let's, let's go here. And and one of the things that I hope to offer as a coach is I'd like to shine some light into some of the dark corners you're either not willing to look at, or if you don't look at might catch you on the backside. Right. And so that's what I mean by being able to stay a couple steps ahead of them, not because I know where they're going to go, but because I can see the landscape a little bit more clearly, especially when I have resolved my own divorce degree, but Mm -hmm. in service of their unique path. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that perspective, right. Being able to shine the light for increased mindset and perspective in their own growth process and their own experience. Yeah. So awesome. So awesome. <laughs> so, so I know the burning question that almost everybody wants to know from you as divorce coaches who are trying to build their practice and trying to be successful is, how, how did you get on NBC and ABC <laughs> and Fox, right? You know, what we hear from divorce coaches, and this is why we had asked you to do the class at Divorce Coaches Academy, which everybody who's listening can also access on demand uh, to hear Andrea's secret sauce. <laughs> um, but but what, what would you say was the precipice, that, that, that moment, that thing, that you, that you strive for, that you were able to sort of convert because one of the the areas that we know is we're so the, the field of divorce coaching really needs the recognition, right? A lot of people don't know. We will often say, you know, the first thing anybody who's contemplating divorce should do halt before they hire an attorney, before they hire the mediator is to hire the divorce coach that really can help them make decisions as to what path they're going, that's going to be best for them. So the recognition, the, the, the spreading the word right in, in mass media and mainstream media is so extremely important and you've been really successful at it. So you, you want to shed a little light for our listeners? Yeah, you know, part of it was, I remember hearing a speaker who really impressed upon me this idea that it is your responsibility, if you are a helper and have something to offer, it is your responsibility to be visible. Mm -hmm. And that kind of switched my momentum because, you know, in one way, you're pursuing the media because you want to use their social credibility for yourself, right? So if the media says you have something to say, then clients will know that you have something to say. And there's definitely a benefit to that. Mm -hmm. But there's also something to be said for me having my voice 
in a place where as many people can hear it as possible and as many people can benefit from it as possible is a responsibility of our profession. Mm. That makes it feel a lot, that, that puts energy into the pursuit of that. It becomes way less self-serving and way more, yes. way less look at me and, and notice me and a lot more. I love that, you know, a hundred thousand people were watching that show and got some information about divorce and were causing themselves. You know, I, I I always, I always track sort of the data after media appearance. And I'm so curious by the people who reach out it's grandparents, it's parents, Mm -hmm. it's sisters. It's not even always the person that you're trying to reach. Right. But it's creating this collective understanding that awareness that that help looks like more than just therapy, right? Because therapy has this very unique, very important, very powerful role to play in your divorce recovery and coaching does equally as much. And so I would say in the years that I've been doing divorce coaching in the beginning, I had a lot of people where that initial discovery call was, what the heck is divorce coaching? (laughs) Right. Now I have a lot lot of people. people, Now I have a lot of people who call and they're like, I know I need a divorce coach. Right. Right. And so it's starting to to get that. And so when I think about doing the media, I really encourage people put yourself out there, not not because you need to be seen for yourself. Put yourself out there because you are giving a gift. And frankly, it is your responsibility to give it. Yeah. And I, and I applaud that, you know, one of the things relatively divorce coaching, the professional practice of divorce coaching is a young field, Mm -hmm. right? And there is a, there is a a lack of awareness and there's also been some perhaps professionals or other divorce professionals we hear who have not had the best experience with those who perhaps weren't a trained or credentialed or, or working under a standard of practice and the work that they do. Um, and, and being able to share that information for the field, right? Mm-hmm. The, the credibility, the more divorce coach, uh, coaching and the value, the impact, the process, um, the awareness for the visibility, as you shared, the awareness for the population in general, right? If we know close to half the people who get married, get divorced, it's going down, but let's just for number's sake, say half the people, that's a lot of people to reach and sort of transforming this very stereotypical culturally generated ideology of that divorce is a legal process, that divorce has to be adversarial, that divorce means that everybody is, you know, gloving up and entering the ring. So I think the work that you've done in terms of sharing that message um, for, uh, for people for the, the, the goodness and the spirit of the service is, is fantastic, as well as for the growth of the practice of divorce coaching. Mm-hmm. And we certainly, I encourage, I encourage everyone out there to sort of embrace that concept as well. Yeah. Spreading I think, the good I think it's easy to, to miniaturize or to reduce the impact of your particular message as a divorce coach. And I think it takes all kinds what mm-hmm. my practice focuses on versus yours versus Deborah's mm-hmm. versus anybody's. We all have such a unique flavor that we bring to this and a unique uh, perspective that is going to, you know, hit in chemistry with a, a unique section of people. And yeah. just because 
I've already said it just because Tracy's already said it doesn't mean that somebody isn't going to hear it in a brand new way Mm -hmm. from your voice, from your perspective, from your location, right? I I was going to say from your location, because we also know a lot of media is very local, right? Need is local. You know, I'm a grassroots marketer. We talk about it all the time, you know, in terms of how important that reach is when we start at the center and sort of work out. Mm-hmm. Um, so absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Andrea. Really, again, you're a true inspiration in in uh, accomplishing and supporting that visibility. So, you know, one of the th- fun things we were kind of looking at doing in our, we're going to be doing uh, divorce coaching spotlights on a monthly basis. So every month we're going to be highlighting and spotlighting uh, a professional practicing divorce coach and the work that they're doing in the field. And um, we, we have a few questions that we sort of wanted to ask kind of to wrap is just for fun to get to know you and have a a little, a a little jest. Um, So I'm going to ask you a few questions, whatever comes to your mind. I'm ready. I, 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 the audience is going to be eager to hear. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So what is the last thing that you Googled? The last thing that I Googled, I just have on a notebook right over here. I was reading a book by Janine Roth and she quoted a poet, Mary Oliver, who I love. And I wanted to have the rest of the poem, but the quote was she wanted to spend, I wanted to spend my life married to amazement and not to Mm -hmm. regret. And I just wanted to know the context of the poem. So I Googled it and I just, I just really loved that line. I'm always telling my clients, you are getting a divorce right now, but as you are getting divorced, you are always marrying something else. You're marrying your story. You're marrying your pain. You're marrying your, you know, sort of victimhood, whatever it is. And I just thought, oh gosh, I really do want to be married to amazement. Yeah. Yeah. Every day I want to be married to amazement. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Second one, what is your favorite go-to self-care activity? My clients hear this almost every time I talk to them. It's journaling. I call it taking the garbage out every single morning. I take the garbage out. Our brains start with threat. Every day, it doesn't matter how great your life is going, you will wake up and by the time you've walked over to the bathroom, you're thinking about something that's coming at you. And mm-hmm. if we let that sort of unaudited train of thoughts lead the day, we end up at the end of the day, not where we could have been. And so I am a huge journaler. I'm also a morning mover. I either walk or I do yoga and, um, it's really not negotiable in my life. I enjoy it a great deal. It doesn't feel like self-care anymore. It just feels like a given, mm. um, but yeah. it is, it's always in service of a better day. Yeah. It's part of your being, but we know as divorce coaches in the work that we do, it's heavy work. Yes. Right? yes. So, so, you know, our best care and self-care is essential to the work that we do. Yeah. And I need to be an example for my clients who I often am auditing to ask when have they last moved and when have they last taken the garbage out? Yeah. Awesome. All right. And last but not least, is there a motto that you live life by? Um, you know, that is an interesting question. I would say that during my divorce, I had a motto and it was leave the ashes, take the fire. And I remember when I moved into my my first home post-divorce, I wrote that in pencil behind my stove before they painted the walls. 
And I had a friend who made a necklace for me in Morse code. It said, leave the ashes, take the fire. I think there is there. It it has probably morphed over time into be careful how you think you're making a reality. Mm, Thought is creative. Yeah. And, and, and not to say you need to slap on a happy thought in order to just Mm -hmm. shift negative thoughts out or dark thoughts out. Just this idea that how we talk about what it is we're doing and not doing really shapes the reality. And we need to make sure that it's one that we want to be living in. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Andrea. Uh, our our listeners can uh, find uh, Andrea's contact information, but Andrea, would you like to, if people want to reach out to you, what's the best way to find you? Sure. Yeah. My website is andreahipsdivorcecoach.com. There's two P's in hips and I'm on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn with the same name and my book is on Amazon. It's also on my website. And I just want to take a moment too to celebrate you, Tracy, and the work that you and Deborah do to really lift all of us up into a better echelon of service and practice. And you really just carry a torch and a vision that you know, many of us don't have the energy to do. And I'm just really grateful that you're, you're not just making sure that you're getting fed, you're feeding all of us too. So thank, uh, you. thank you. Well, it's a, it's a wonderful tribe. And, yeah. and I, I, along with Deborah, along with many wonderful divorce coaches are really committed to, um, sort of getting getting some better visibility and advocacy for the fields, which will then inevitably support the the practice as we know it in terms of divorce. So I think we're all passionate and committed to the same goal. So Andrew, thank you so much for your time. I really thank you for having me. This is wonderful. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. It helps other divorce professionals find us and add to the conversation. And don't forget to follow us on social media to be the first to know when we add new classes and events. We'll be back next week with another topic to help you maximize client impact, create a thriving business, and promote the value of professional divorce coaching.